Blog Talk Radio. Good day, and welcome to The Mind Whisperer. My name is Michael Gordon, and I'm really glad to have you here. Uh, This is the debut show for The Mind Whisperer here on Blog Talk Radio, and I'm really excited about uh, debuting this program. Um, In the coming episodes, we'll cover a wide range of topics that explore issues that relate to your daily life and uh, the insights that uh, I can bring as a busy psychotherapist and Aikido teacher and uh, writer and speaker, and I can get into more of that in, in a little bit. Um, but I'm looking forward to uh, hearing from you, so please feel free to call in and uh, raise any uh, topics that you want uh, that hopefully fall within the, uh, the the topic of the show today, which is going to be about how to survive the holidays, i.e. your family. And um, this is a very timely topic. We are in the season of uh, conspicuous consumption here and and uh, well I will say unfortunately um, that's how we've sort of culturally come to mark this time of the year uh, this winter season is uh, predominantly through celebrating Christmas and you know the the core of Christmas as many of you know it comes from uh, connecting with people in your community in the wintertime uh, typically it's Origins would be related back to Northern European tradition, and uh, you know there's a sense of survival there. People coming together in the cold climate, in their small community, and uh, exchanging goods that uh, probably originally they made, and um, or stuff that they baked in their home. And so it's uh, kind of you know evolved out of that core instinct for community and family connection and reaching out. Uh, to something a lot more materialistic. And so that, you know, really takes us away from, um, you know, the the basic values there um, of that holiday and uh, creates a lot of confusion and a lot of expectations. So that's why I decided to introduce this uh, debut topic in a timely way as we uh, count down the days to this holiday. And we know statistically that, uh, you know, Christmas time, sees a rise in the incidence of um, suicide and you know depression and mood disorders and um, generally it stirs up a lot of dysfunction um, for people individually and within uh, within their families and so I'm going to approach that topic um, as a way of also introducing myself uh, to you the listeners um, as a new personality here on blog talk radio and um, hopefully you enjoy today's show. And again, you can call in at any time. The number is 347-945-7891. The show is also going to be archived later, so you can um, listen later on and uh, hopefully find something informative uh, about the program and uh, maybe even forward it on to your friends. And I look forward to, to increasing the listenership as we go along here and getting feedback and, and see... Uh, 
how frequently we you want to run the show and what kind of feedback we get from you, the listeners. So a little bit about myself. Um, as I said, I'm a psychotherapist and uh, I'm based in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, a beautiful part of the world um, where I was born and raised. And uh, you know, my background was a little sort of atypical of the psychotherapy in that uh, many people come up through a conventional, you know, academic track, if you will, um, through you know psychology and. Um, you know, I approached it much like I approached many other things in my life. I, I got into the field in a pragmatic vocational way first and uh, and then approached my training, uh, which culminated in a Master's of Science in Psychology uh, later on, um, in a way that, that really served me to um, bring together all of my wider interests, um, not only about psychology, but... Uh, I, I hesitate to use the word spiritual, but you know, pragmatic concerns about daily life that go beyond sort of pathology, you know, which is the the main purview of, of um, psychology as a larger field, is what's wrong with people. And from a more um, Eastern spiritual perspective, if you will, um, you know, let's say largely Buddhist influenced. Um, you know, the outlook on people is that we are born uh, with a spirit and a soul um, that is by our birthright, um, one that is pure and whole and, and good, which is very different than the Western uh, point of view, which says, you know, we're born with a, a litany of influences and, and uh, uh, influ- uh, that we have to adapt to that can um, cause, you know, erratic behavior, and et cetera, et cetera. So it's a question of sort of trying to undo those things. And, you know, my point of view is to sort of blend both of those modalities or perspectives to take a more holistic approach and one that is more um, optimistic, a very positive and optimistic outlook on how we can live our lives. The other um, sort of uh, big influence in in, uh, that regard is that I teach an art called Aikido. And Aikido is, uh, very simply put, uh, an art that originated from Japan, influenced by, uh, of course, the Budo arts, which are the samurai disciplines. And the samurai were not uh, vicious, um, you know, rogue warriors. They were um, a sect of society, a clan that were dedicated to service. In fact, that's what the name samurai means. It means to serve. And so their edict was to live a life of uh, perfection, spiritually and and uh, physically, emotionally, and you know, in terms of their daily communal life. And they dedicated themselves to perfection in all things. And so the Aikido is an extension of that uh, that ethos, and um, it teaches people how to uh, deal with conflict without being confrontational or aggressive. Now that's a very difficult trick. And um, but it, it, in a practical sense, when you're doing the exercises, you learn to blend with the your opponent's movement. In fact, you are um, able to read the situation, not react, and then kind of be one step ahead and join in and diffuse the attack by um, harmonizing with it, which is really what the name Aikido means. And so that overlap uh, in, in a, again, a practical kitchen sink kind of way between Aikido and um, psychotherapy for me is uh, the common ground there is um, 
really the function of our brain, which is the uh, limbic system that most people will colloquially know as the fight or flight center. So the idea is, is not to get um, stuck and, and react from that place because we start losing rational function. So that brings us back to the topic today, um, which is about you know how to survive your family. And uh, your family is only going to trigger anything that's already um, sensitive to you, and particularly in a way that's going to trigger you in that limbic system way, where you're going to overreact, you're going to, your system is going to perceive it as a direct threat, and then you're going to have a very limited response, which could look like anything from shutting down emotionally. So, for example, in, in emergency situations, some people freeze. Some people get very defensive, uh, which is the flight response from fight or flight. And then, of course, there's flight, which is some people will um, actually run away or avoid. Now, avoidance behavior is very um, um, concerning um, because it doesn't necessarily mean you're physically going to disappear from the family setting, um, although that might be an issue that you just don't want to be around your family. But you can also be present uh, physically with your family and avoid through other means, such as overeating, over drinking, uh, and, and uh, generally speaking, over imbibing. And that's a way of trying to calm that response that your system is uh, perceiving as a direct threat on your survival. Now, why is it that uh, family is going to push those buttons? This is a very curious uh, situation because family presumably are the ones that um, are associated with our well-being and our um, sense of place in the world and security and um, being loved. Now, here's this sort of double bind that makes um, this time of the year and uh, any issues in, in in our family dynamics uh, doubly difficult, and and that is precisely the thing I just mentioned. Family is supposed to be the uh, unconditional loving environment um, and the starting point of your sense of well-being in the world. And the problem is is that our parents, primarily, although our siblings and, and extended family are included, are human beings. And so they are part of a long chain of generationally, particularly within your family history, that, um, you know, maybe didn't have the greatest parenting or they grew up in, um, you know, dire situations of poverty or um, other stressors. And um, they were exposed to stressors and also um, their parents probably didn't have great skills or resources uh, on how to parent in, in a whole and, and conscious way. So we have this legacy of uh, poor parenting skills. And so uh, being a child, you grow up in that environment and your instinct is to um, seek reassurance and security in, in everything. And, and that's part of developing a sense of well-being going forward as an adult. And um, without knowing it, parents can, can really um, affect negatively that process. And uh, children take that in on, on that survival level. They, they internalize or we internalize um, those experiences and associate that with the world. And so we grow up um, having to adapt to the world in that way. The problem is, is that our instinct is to still seek out the ones closest to us who are supposed to protect us from that sense of danger and, and lack of security. And, um, but they're the ones who have kind of created that environment. So come back to the present. 
here you are at a time when you're supposed to feel um, together with your family and connected, and the very people that uh, you're reaching out to are the ones that are making you feel insecure. So just having that background and that understanding will help you put things into perspective. And the number one recommendation I can give you is to see your family, particularly your parents, as children who grew up the same way um, that you did, that they grew up with parents that maybe had poor skills or that they grew up internalizing, you know, some of the stresses of their environment. And so they're, they're at a deficit in terms of um, trying to cope as individuals. And that will lead you to some kind of empathy. And you get to see that they are individuals. They're not just these universal gods that are supposed to know better. They are. They're parents, but they are human beings. And as an adult, you can remind yourself that. And that will allow you to empathize and see them as, uh, you know, people who are struggling to overcome their own problems and that they're separate people from you. So that sense of enmeshment and being stuck uh, can ease. And, you know, you can even prepare for that as you go to have dinner with your family or go to even office parties where people are going to remind you of your family um, and the kind of expectations that are there. So coming back to the Aikido, nobody can really put you off your center if you are uh, centered within yourself. If you are aware of these triggers within yourself, then you won't be susceptible to being put off your center. So that's the message of today's program. Um, I see that we didn't have anybody call in, and so you know that's uh, that's okay. I'm glad to introduce myself today in a in a, in a brief way. I hope uh, I've given you some really valuable information as you uh, go into the Christmas season, and we'll uh, we'll revisit the topic uh, the next show. And uh, the show is always open, regardless of the topic, to bring up any concerns that you have uh, here on the Mind Whisperer. Uh, so please um, check out the websites that are linked on my page here. Uh, thank you for listening today. If you're listening to the archive show, again, please uh, stay in touch, make suggestions. Um, we look forward to meeting you as we go forward. And uh, thanks for listening today. My name is Michael Gordon, and you've been listening to The Mind Whisperer. <laughs>